you are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked, 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 Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast presented by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 10% off your first order. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast, Landon, how you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. Uh, we are watching some good football. There's a lot of football this weekend. You know, yeah. it's like, it's crazy with this extra with this extra wild card you know game. It's like you get a full full weekend of football. So uh, it was fun to kind of watch all those games, but definitely felt uh, like the Cowboys. Uh, you know, obviously need to be in this game next year or maybe, right. you know, skipping this week next sure. year. Sure. We've got a, a lot of Cowboys news to get to, including a firing of the defensive coordinator, the potential of uh, possibly hiring a new one. Uh, but before we do that, I just wanted to say thank you to all you who reached out over the last week. Um, I think a lot of people know by now, but my dad passed away uh, earlier last week. Um, he was really a big reason why I started doing this podcast. He encouraged me uh, to, to get into the podcast world, um, helped me edit the, these podcasts for the first, I don't know, two years of their existence. So uh, I just wanted to say thank you to him and thank you to all you guys who reached out. I, it, it really means a lot. Um, all right, Landon, let's talk about Mike Nolan. The Cowboys officially fired him on Friday. Uh, typical Dallas Cowboys news dump. It was like 4 p.m. Eastern mm-hmm. time as everybody's getting ready to go into the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also let go of Jim Tom Sula, which I thought was a little surprising because I still think he's a good coach. It just didn't work out here in Dallas. First and foremost, are you surprised that the Cowboys decided to do this? Yes, you certainly can't be surprised about Mike Nolan. I mean, you know, we we talked about it, you know, for a while now, and and you know, a lot of it, there's certainly lots of room to uh, to give excuses or 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 reasons, however you want to phrase that, to why Mike Nolan had struggles here. There was plenty of valid. Uh, 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 you know, uh, circumstance here sure, that, that, yes. that could have yeah. caused problems. Uh, at the same time, you know, there's clearly uh, was like we, and I think the phrase I keep using is burning bridges may have been burned. You know, the, the die have been cast. You know, I think you can internalize all the, uh, you know, circumstantial stuff that you want. But if, if, you know, there's feelings that are, are, are crossed in, in that locker room, or if there's just a lack of trust there, uh, then you know I think that's something that's hard to kind of walk back. You know, it's it's easy from the outside to say, uh, well, there's lots of circumstance. Let's just run it back and see what happens this next year. Uh, I think it, sometimes it's a little bit more difficult for the for the players and the coaches to mend those relationships, having gone through that sometimes and, and there being disagreements. So um, I can't say I'm surprised about Nolan. I, you know, as far as uh, the rest of the announcements, I, you know, I think. Look, I, I think that there was clearly some uh, some disagreement about specifically 
Randy Gregory and and the mm-hmm. snaps that he was receiving, uh, uh, you know, in in the defensive line rotation, and 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 I think that you know that's a huge part of why uh, there was a change there. You know, I I think I think that they the Cowboys clearly had a uh, a mandate, you know, to kind of get. Grady Gregory on the field more once he came back uh, uh, from his suspension, and I think that that uh, uh, you know was was a, a source of contention to a, to a large degree uh, uh, between you know him and 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 and, so, and and some of the coaching staff. So uh, I think that now you know we've we've kind of worked through that a little bit, and 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 if anything, really you know we'll talk about some of the names uh, uh, that are coming in potentially uh, as, as new coaches. But I also think that, you know, not only was it so, somewhat kind of a, a clearing of, of, of you know, the way for, for new coaches, it was, it, there was part of it that there was you know, a feeling that there was a disagreement and there was not right, uh, right. some eye to eye level seeing between the Cowboys coaching staff and uh, the way things were happening on the defensive line. All right. So here's what I want to say about Mike Nolan before we move on. Mm-hmm. I think the Cowboys were right in firing him. And when you, whenever you fire a defensive coordinator, everybody else is available to be fired as well. So as much as I like Jim Tom Sula, and I yeah. know a lot of other people uh, do as well. You, you kind of just have the clean house. I also think there is a <laughs> there is a world in which this Mike Nolan hire works out for the Cowboys, right? Mm-hmm. Like if it's not a COVID season and you have a full off season and Gerald McCoy doesn't get hurt and the cornerbacks stay relatively healthy. You saw it at times, right? You saw games in which they got a bunch of turnovers and you saw flashes of them being a, you know, competent defense. I think... I think it could have worked out. It's just it didn't, and I don't think he meshed well with certain players. Um, and I, I mean, we don't even have to call out the, the names of the players, but I think everybody kind of knows who we're talking about. It didn't work, and now it's time to move on, and I do like the names that the Cowboys are looking at because while they're not necessarily sexy options, I do think they can get them back to being an average defense quicker than maybe what Mike Nolan could. So I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Nolan gets another shot at being a defensive coordinator in the NFL. Wouldn't even be shocked if he has a lot of success. It just didn't work out with the Cowboys. Uh, Let's take one quick break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about some of those potential candidates. I wanted to tell you guys about Bet Online. Are you ready for some football? We've got the college football championship game tonight. We've got... uh, the divisional round of the playoffs coming up uh, next Saturday. Uh, there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust with our bets, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Landon. Uh, it sounds like as we record this, you know, Monday afternoon, one p.m. Eastern time, that Dan Quinn, the former Atlanta Falcons head coach, is the most likely candidate to be named the team's new defensive coordinator. Uh, in case you aren't familiar with Dan Quinn, he comes from the Seattle coaching tree. He's a four-three guy. Get the defensive ends up the field. Play some cover three behind it. What was your initial reaction when you heard that Quinn was the likely guy for the job? Well, you know, I think there was a list that came out uh, that, you know, Mike Fisher tweeted out. 
And I kind of quote tweeted it with just my like one sentence blurbs on um, on each one, right? On like mm-hmm. you know uh, each guy. Okay, well, what's the what's the front we're using? What's the you know what's the the back end going to look like? For Quinn, it was. I you know not as much as Gus Bradley and, and I think that that you know ultimately that's where my heart went is that to me I feel like Gus Bradley was a little bit more uh, if we're going from that tree right if we're going to go back to the the uh, middle of the field closed defense if we're going to go back to the kind of uh, predominantly cover one cover three coverages uh, one gapping four three uh, you know I I felt like Gus Bradley has a little bit more. Uh, creativity, you know, especially on third downs, and he's able to kind of draw blitzes up and, and do some interesting things. Um, you know, I, obviously Quinn has a lot of great skin skin on the wall, and and I mean that's and you know that's true with a lot of these guys, right? Like whether you're talking about Edwards or or, or I mean, really, if Marin, going back to Marinelli and, yeah, and, and yeah. All, I mean, all these guys have a lot of experience, and and, and Quinn obviously just finished get, being a head coach, in which he had led his team uh, to the Super Bowl at one point. You know, a lot of people are going to point out the 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 twenty eight to three. They're going to point out the fact. I think there was something that was saying that like there's only been three teams that have lost. When, when winning by more than like 28 points or something like that or 35 points and, and Dan Quinn's coached two of them or something <laughs> like that. I, my my thought process, again, with coaches is what are you doing with the pieces around you? Because I, yeah. I, I really feel like Atlanta, for the most part, they played good defense when they had good players, you know? And I, and I think that I, – I, and, I, and obviously that's the case with him in Seattle as well. Uh, and I think that if – you know, if you expect more than that out of any of these defensive co- coordinator hires, I, I, I think you're going to be disappointed, right? Like, I just think that sure. I, yeah. I think that ultimately these guys are about as good as the, the talent that's around them. Um, and I think that with Quinn and, and the Cowboys or, or, you know, whomever, I think that if you get, you do get a little bit more of a bump in the fact that these guys obviously have a lot of experience of playing in defense that's very similar to this right so i do think that that there is something to be said that you know just by having a coach that teaches a scheme that's familiar to these guys that there could be a bump um but i don't you know he's he's not exactly a guy that's blowing away blowing me away with x's and o's or or you know is the hot you know defensive coordinator hire I think he's just a very solid coach who understands that system extremely well uh, and will get good players to play well in it. Uh, if you're expecting him to, you know, reinvent the wheel or, or you know, just completely be life changing uh, as a defensive coordinator, uh, I, you know, I, I, that's this is probably not your guy. This is not Vic Fangio. This is not, you know, uh, the kid from uh, the Rams. This is not. Brand, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah Brandon, so like, Brandon Staley. Yep. Brandon Staley. Yeah. This is not those guys uh but what i think that you can rely on is that you know if there's the right talent in this system uh that they they can you know quinn will provide a kind of steady leadership at the position he'll definitely coach these guys up well they'll play fast they'll you know they'll they'll run to the football uh i guess my question now becomes if if quinn is the guy you know what does this mean again for us and defensive tackles? What does this mean again? Well, for I us think and, and let's personnel? let's attack defensive tackle right away. I think this is a better fit at defensive tackle than what the last one was, right? Like I think Tristan Hill and Neville Gallimore fit this scheme. Yeah, but I I mean again I I don't know that I mean I I don't think 
I, I don't think that any of these uh, any of these guys are you know good enough to. I think it's a talent issue, right? They still need talent at the position. Oh yeah. The question sure. is, you know, what kind of talent are they going to get? Are they going to go back to a more uh, uh, you know, tr- tradition like going back to just kind of ignoring the position for run defense altogether and just playing the run on the way to the pass. Uh, and if that's the case, then there may be more run, run defense struggles ahead because you know the, the bad run defense predates Mike yeah. Nolan. Oh, so yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we, that needs to get solved in some form or fashion. Uh, and, and you know, look, Quinn is a defensive line coach. Maybe we'll get a little bit different feel of this uh, one-gap defensive line than we have with Marinelli, but it is something that I I have kind of as an open question at this point. Yeah, so I'm just going to kind of talk my way through this because I really haven't even had a chance to think about how Quinn... I mean, because really, we got this news early Monday morning uh, about him potentially being the defensive coordinator, uh, so it's pretty fresh. But my gut instinct and my first reaction was... Okay, it makes sense given the current personnel, right? Like you've got two defensive ends that I think fit really well in Randy Gregory and uh, Demarcus Lawrence. I think Van Leighton Van Der Esch fits this scheme fairly well as maybe the middle linebacker. Maybe you have to go out and get a weak side linebacker, one of those guys that can fly to the football. I think Trevon Diggs fits a cover three, don't you think, Lena? I mean, he's yeah. kind of that long, athletic cornerback that you like, and I think a Wouzier fits that as well. And then Donovan Wilson as a, you know, that box safety in the Cam Chancellor, Keanu Neal type of role. I don't mind that. So I think on the on the surface, it feels like the personnel fits Dan Quinn's scheme, correct? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a – no, if anything, I think the, the personnel is a great fit. I mean, you know, even the guys you got last year, I think there's no there's no reason they can't fit into the, what the system you're looking at. Um no, I, I and what you said about Diggs is completely correct. I mean, I think it, you'll probably see a little bit of an uptick in cover one, some cover three. Um, you know, I, obviously we've been playing a little bit of that already, so it's just kind of more of, of, of proportions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that there's anything about any of these players uh, from last season uh, that got drafted that that's going to preclude them from moving back, you know, into and obviously the vast majority of the players you have on this roster are already, uh, you know, in tune with what you're trying to do. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty great personnel fit. There's no doubt about that, and that's obviously uh, uh, the the benefit that they're trying to lean towards, right? Is they're trying right. to get back into a a, a one gap, you know, four down lineman system. The other thing that I keep coming back to is. I mentioned this before. I think getting somebody like Dan Quinn is probably the fastest way to get back to being an average defense because I don't, I don't, I mean, I think you agree that they just don't have the personnel to be an elite defense. And I don't think Dan Quinn is a creative guy that's going to all of a sudden scheme you to be a top 10, five defense. I just don't think that's who he is. I also wonder if the Cowboys are looking at things from a long-term perspective of, hey, we're going to pay Dak Prescott, and he's going to cost $40 million probably a year. We've got Ezekiel Elliott under contract. We've got Amari Cooper. We've got an offensive line. What's the best way to build a defense fairly cheap? Uh, and because I think you know they're going to have to consider that. What's the, what's the best way to build a top 12 defense at a fairly cheap price? And I think getting this kind of 4-3 defense with cover three is probably the way to do that, right? Yeah, I mean for sure, and I think again it's it goes back to complementary football. I think right, it's it's about the fact that you've got a an offense that 
you you expect to score a bunch of points next year. Uh, and I think that that this is the kind of defense that is the bend don't break, you know, attack, uh, play fast, uh, keep it all in front of you defense, right? Make them make them play a methodical offense to score points, you know, um, kind of defense. And I think that that's uh, those two things usually pair well together. You know, it's it, when you make it. Uh, uh, you know, it's 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 the kind of thing where, like, you know, with with other defenses, the really great defenses, they squeeze you, right? They just yeah. squeeze yep. you. They're really really good, and they have talent everywhere, and they can squeeze you. The problem with teams that you know don't have that talent, they try that same method of football. If you squeeze the these teams, it's easy to let things slip out of your hands really quickly, and that usually, and in, in the in the metaphor there, that's usually big plays, right? Is like you Correct. blitz, you blitz at the wrong time, you call the wrong blitz, you leave a guy wide open running free down the field right so this is more of a defense that is going to try to you know drop people into coverage rush for they're not going to try to i mean you know in, in, traditionally they don't blitz a ton but if they do they're not sending a whole bunch of different guys all the time they basically just want to keep it all in front of you and make you work your way down the field uh and, and again in the context of doing that, of trying to move the ball methodically while facing a Cowboys offense that you're hoping is putting up points every drive. Exactly. It's really why Atlanta hired Dan Quinn, because they thought they had an offense that was going to be you know, elite. And if the defense could be good enough, they're going to have a shot to win. And listen, they almost did it. They were, I mean, a couple plays away from beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl. So you can see how Dan Quinn's style of defense can be effective. And during that 2016 season, they had a defense that flew all around the field. Um, last question uh, before we move on to, to our final segment. Of the guys that are currently under contract now for the Cowboys on defense, which players wouldn't fit Dan Quinn's scheme? Huh. That are currently on the roster? Currently on the roster. Hmm. Like, Jordan Lewis, probably no. Yeah, I mean, just because he didn't before. I'm interested to see what they do with Bradley and I, I guess. Okay, what about Alden Smith? Because that's another one. Alden Smith, you know, I think he could probably play defensive end, but I don't know. I mean, he he certainly could. Defensive end? Yeah, you could could certainly play him as a linebacker, like a... Like a like a stand up defensive end in this system. I, they, I mean, and frankly, Seattle did that when uh, back in the day. I mean, that was more of a Gus Bradley thing. But I, right. I think I think that you know it's it's been it's been done. So uh, I, yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, without Tom Sula, I, I mean, I, that's that's an interesting question with with Alden Smith because you, you wonder if that the ties there are about Tom Sula, right? Or they're, if they're by, about McCarthy and him bringing back into the team. So Jalen. Uh, I think Jalen's probably a better fit than he was before. Oh, see, I think I disagree with you. But I don't. I don't. I mean, because I think they have to move it back to Mike, right? You know. Yeah, and I just, I think you need to get some athletic. I mean, it's not to say that Van Der Esch and Jalen aren't athletic, but I think you need like that two hundred and twenty no. pound I'm guy that just flies back. in football. I'm just saying, yeah. is he a better fit or not? He might be a, a slightly better fit now. Just, but I, yeah, I don't know that. I, that I, I don't think we're changing the. I'm not changing the angles on that. You know. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 I still feel like if if you if you've got an out, maybe you find an out. Yeah, I, I would agree, and I think you're searching for that Deion Jones type of guy this offseason. Again, the 225 guy that runs in the four fours that can just fly to the football. 
Uh, they need one of those guys, and we'll see if they can find one in free agency or in the draft. Uh, let's take a quick break so I can tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors and a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic, and they are releasing six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 10% off your first box. Again, that is BuiltBar.com. All right, Landon, just tying up a couple loose ends here. It appears the Cowboys did interview George Edwards on Monday. Uh, The first interview was Joe Witt, who was a... Uh, a former assistant with McCarthy in Green Bay, really a passing game coordinator. Uh, It does seem like the Cowboys had some interest in those guys, but uh, Todd Archer reported today that those guys could also be on uh, a Dan Quinn staff because they they have so many positive feelings towards Edwards and Witt. Um, Any thoughts on either of those two guys? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I think I like... uh... I like them both as, you know, kind of positional coaches for sure. Um, if we're talking about Witt and, and, and uh, what was – I totally forgot the other guy. George Edwards. Kelly Carolina. Oh, yeah. Well, George Edwards for sure. But I was thinking about the guy that – the other guy that they were talking about from uh, Carolina that they had interviewed as mm, well, Jason. Yep. Uh, I can't remember his name. It's the top of my head. But, yeah. I mean, I think all three of these guys, I mean, are uh, – you know, accomplished at, at, at position at their position groups. I mean, Edwards, I think, would be, uh, again, kind of and, – and, and, you know, just based on what we're hearing, he really wasn't even the linebackers coach last year as much as just like a, you know, consultant, right, uh, for a defensive consultant, essentially. Yeah, so Jason Simmons was the other guy. Sorry, Jason Simmons, thank you. Uh, so I, I think – you know, I, I think I, I would like to keep Edwards on, and, and and now that we're moving to a four three, maybe even in, in a more uh, advanced role. Yeah, you know? more I mean, prominent I think role. That, yep. Obviously, a little bit better fit for what he's doing, and, and and obviously has great history there. So, I'd love to keep him on in that in, in a role somehow. Um, and then whether it's Joe Witt or Jason Simmons uh, potentially coming in as a defensive backfield uh, kind of. Uh, passing game coordinator or you know defensive backs coach whatever you want to say you know I, and I and look again I, I I think people have done a lot of box score scouting on this sort of thing with with these guys we need to keep in mind that that you know this is not dictated all on uh on uh you know on on, on, on just coaching it's not just like a pure coaching number when you're looking at uh passing yards given up there's a lot of different sure, factors sure. in there so let's not rule out a coach because uh uh, their t- their team didn't uh, actually you know perform as well, especially the team that kind of changed ship, changed you know captains midship uh, uh, halfway through. So, uh, I-, I think that we should give these guys kind of a, a chance to see what they can do with the talent that we have here, because you know look, I mean I think the other thing about Atlanta is that their their GM hadn't been doing a very good coach no, job either. No, so no. Uh, let's 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 not just put all the sins of 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 Atlanta on their their coaching staff, especially the defense coordinators. Right, and I, I agree. I don't think Atlanta has drafted particularly well, um, but we did see, you know, at, at some points in the season they did improve. Now, it just happened to be when Dan Quinn left, but I think it was a lot of, you know, their personnel started to grasp the scheme a little bit better. So, uh, again, is it the best hire in the world? Probably not, but is it a good enough a hire to get the Cowboys back into the playoffs and have a defense that's good enough uh, to potentially get to where they want to go? 
I think so. Uh, we're going to continue to break this down if it becomes official. We kind of have a feeling that it will. Uh, we're going to have shows all week. We're going to answer your Twitter questions. Uh, Atlanta, we got to start previewing some free agency stuff yeah. coming up. The draft is going to be coming up here uh, in just a, a few months. We've got the Senior Bowl happening in two weeks from now. Uh, it's going to be busy, uh, busy time. So make sure you guys are subscribing to the Locked On Cowboys podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.